Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, and the stuff you find truly bingeable. are in the midst of a holiday push okay so we i'm stacking up some episodes these are going to be coming out during the holidays this is like my gift to you so this way we will be consistent because i know that it's been a little bit crazy because life has been crazy because that's just what's going on love every one of you we are in holiday push today we are have jesse Soufan with us what? hello everybody hello listeners uh your intro is amazing Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You guys know Jesse. He's already family. He's been here before. And so today I wanted to bring back some friends. And so Jesse's one of those friends that we're bringing back. And we are going to be talking about some Christmas classics and then also a brand new Christmas movie. So um, holiday. I'm going to say holiday, even though these are both based around Christmas. So we'll say Christmas for this one. So I'm sorry. Political correctness. Be out the door. We're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about angels. We're going to talk about it all. We'll mention it all. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna throw some Hanukkah in there just to like just to keep it. Some Hanukkah. I love Hanukkah. We're actually right now as we record this, I think it's like the last day of Hanukkah, isn't it? Or was that yesterday? That was last night. Okay. Yeah, there we go. So I'm not practicing. Oh, so. I do. I love the like okay, like I love like all the like the baking, like the babkas and the challah bread and like mm-hmm. the mm, delicious. What is your background? Um, my Let's background. Go there. Is, We're going there, you guys. This is investigative journalism. Yeah, my background. My father was. Let's see. My father was in a lot of cults, actually, and this is not a joke at all. Okay. What? He was a serial, like, religious person. He would go from like we'd move a lot when I was little. He'd go from town to town and like find a new like sect of religion, and yeah, and usually he, there was like a woman involved, and it, oh my goodness. It this is um, movie of the week. Why have you not written this? I try, I try, but it's, it will come out soon. It, it's it's going to be a series. As my stepmother's from India, so mm. um, we just made up our own holidays. It was okay. So, what is your background with like the holiday season? Like, what, are you a Christmas person? Do you love Christmas? Is this just a time of year? What what's what's your situation? I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I. It, and I didn't as a kid because, as I said, my, it was, my father was kind of like a traveling uh, <laughs> felon. Um. <laughs> okay, so we're going to work through some trauma today. So that we yeah. are, this is a serious episode. We're not even going to talk about Muppets. We're going to talk about Jesse. M- Muppets were my coping. <laughs> like, I was like, Kermit, are you my dad? Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, but uh, I, as a little kid did not love Christmas. Um, but then as like I got older, I'm like, I can, I was surrounded with like all my gay friends and my fam, like my chosen family. And I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. We can make it as wonderful as we want. We could dress up like, and now every year I do a big holiday show or, you know, at the, the improv theater. And it's just my favorite time of year. Find a city improv, everybody look for Jesse. A little butt plug. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> make sure you mention it, girl. We are in, you know, pre- pre post in the middle of COVID time. So we have to like make sure that we promote our wares and his wares is funny. Okay. So, <laughs> so, okay. So I love that though, that you actually, you came into Christmas in your own as an adult, which is like, I love that. And so, cause I, I do have a fondness for Christmas as like a child. And the thing is, and I've kind of like 
excuse me, I've always carried Christmas in my heart. Okay. But um, I would just say that, like, uh, it's my, f it's one of my favorite times of the year. Absolutely. Like, I love, like, the warmness that you kind of, you have out there. And then I enjoy Christmas both with my family and my chosen family. And, you know, and then I also have my partner. So, you know what I mean? So it's like a nice little, a little bit of all the worlds. Some of them don't get to mix as much as I would love them to, but... You know, that's what life is. Say lovey. So there's my trauma. But you have a big fan. Did you have like a big family growing up and big Christmases and this sort of thing? Humongous. Ugh. So yeah. So we had my mom is one of nine kids. Oh my god. Yeah, with an adopted ten. So there is like they they took in one other one extra kid when we were when they were young. Oh, nice even ten. Round it out. Exactly. Know? So uh, six girls, four boys. And um, my mom is second to the youngest. And so we would have these massive Christmas celebrations over my grandmother's house. I remember over in, uh, this is in Ohio. And so I grew up with the weather. So I, so I do associate snow with Christmas. And, um, but yeah, my grandmother, we would have, a, our Christmas there would be Christmas Eve. And so everybody would get over the house by like six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening. You'd be dressed for Christmas, you know, and then you'd eat, you'd have your rice and beans, you'd have, you know, your pasteles, you would have like just a plethora, I just know like tons of food and tons of desserts and tons of cookies and everything. And then kids would be playing all in the basement. You know, the older kids who were like, you know, the teenagers, they'd be up inside of like the bedrooms upstairs because my grandmother had a three story home and um, with a basement as well. So there was four floors that you can just get lost in and there's a lot of people. And so um, I want to say I grew up with like 24 cousins kind of that were always in and out of our lives. And so we would have a huge um, gift uh, exchange, which I haven't actually thought about. Like I haven't thought about this in a long time. So this is the whole like holiday thing. So we're going to get into some of this. So we got into Jesse's trauma. We're going to get into my childhood with like cookies. You're but like, <laughs> so it was like kind of a... that in prison in a second, but you go ahead. So it was like, like completely different. So I'm so sorry because I can't like be like, mm, it was like we had some traumatic things that happened at some holiday things. You know, like I had two aunts who got into a big, huge fight and it got was really, really ugly. One of them broke my mom's necklace that I had made, which my mom, I think she wanted them to break it because it was made out of a piece of coconut but still that was a whole thing but i do remember that like at midnight we would um santa claus would show up or we would just start doing gifts and so and it would just be the whole house would be full of people opening gifts and it was pretty big and then there would be like a moment near like the end of the evening where um this is like two o'clock in the morning kids are still up and you have you know christmas the next day but then my grandmother would be opening her gifts you know, she would have her moment of like opening things. And so, and everybody would gather around because everybody bought mama gifts, you know? Oh. So it was just that kind of thing. And so after my grandmother passed away, they kind of kept it going and now it travels, but it's never been that big. Cause you know, now we have, everybody has their own families and their own situations and everything. So I do have a fondness for it. So I think that's kind of why Christmas resonates with me and why I completely appreciate the Hallmark cheesiness. I can't do too many in a row. But I can appreciate that. I do a lifetime, which we're going to get into today. So you guys, today's subjects that we're going to be getting into are going to be the new Netflix movie, Single All the Way, which is a really great gay rom-com situation, very in the Hallmark vein. And then we're going to also be talking about Jesse's favorite, because I ask everybody, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And the one that we're going to get into today is going to be Muppet Christmas Carol. You guys know that because it's in the description, but still. Okay, so... 
as we get out there surprised like what what (laughs) exactly so as we get into it so we talked a little bit about our christmases you know that could pass so what is the christmas for you now so like what are you what are you enjoying this year so we've moved past trauma we're just going to leap past it for the holidays we're going to bring you back later in the future though and we're going to talk about it we are going to get tears on this podcast but for today Let's just talk about the good. And so what's going on this year? What's your plans? Oh, well, so, okay. So usually in the, in the last like five years or so, I've had a large like Christmas brunch kind of situation. Of course, I haven't had that in like a long time, but it's like a bunch of people and it's a pajama party and it's like the morning of Christmas. And that's the, that's the, that's the thing. But I moved recently, so I don't have the space for it. But this year it's going to be low key. It's going to be my like boyfriends and I. And um, we got a, like a little tiny tree and we're going to open gifts and like cook food and just going to be like this cute two person thing. Um, so I'm like really looking forward to that and just like the cuteness of it. Oh, she's so um, socially responsible in COVID times. She's like, we're going to stick to our bubble. Thank you so much. We're going to stick right inside in our bubble. <laughs> and then there's me in Florida. <laughs> ah! No. <laughs> Look at our lives taking a turn. But anyway, <laughs> I used to dance on boxes, and now I, and now I'm cleaning up wrapping paper on the floor. I still yeah. dance on boxes. Um, <laughs> coming to you, <laughs> I don't even know when this is going to air, so it's probably already over. But I'll be at Barracuda in the month of December. I'm also going to be in the, there in January, and there's a really good host that they have not announced yet. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Okay, back into your Christmas situation. So you're going to do that. So what else is your Christmas like? Okay, are you doing Christmas drag shows? Or you, you know you're doing a Christmas show over at the Finest City? Yeah, so I'm doing so. the show, and that, that will be over by the time anyone hears this, because that's the last shows are this weekend. And, but if, I don't know if it's coming out on the 23rd, I'm doing a musical cabaret diversionary. I just started partnering with Diversionary Theater, which is a local, like a beautiful theater queer um, uh, space in in San Diego. And they have them, they have like queer playwrights and artists and they're really supporting the community. And they just had this whole new remodel. And so part of that, um, part of, they reached out to me to do something regularly there. So I'm doing like a monthly show. Um, it's musical improv. And this one on the 23rd is going to be um, a holiday um, uh, musical improv cabaret kind of style. And me and my musical partner, we play these characters where we're like these washed up Broadway stars and we're singing all of our favorite hits around the holidays. And so mm-hmm. we had, we had, we did run around Halloween and it was like a sold out audience, but um nice. and it was a really really fun show for their opening weekend so so you guys this will be out by then so you guys december 23rd christmas eve eve you guys look for jesse look for his um socials inside of the liner notes but then also diversionary theater here in san diego so i know a lot of you guys are coming down from like los angeles and whatnot that you guys will be down here in san diego so christmas eve eve you have something fun to go do and watch listen and laugh so okay so we've done so much butt plugging tonight <laughs> okay <laughs> He was the greediest man alive. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge. Even though he is odious and stingy and badly dressed. Humbug. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grin. Do you think it's safe for us to be up here? Ah! It's a game of prize for being me. 
the winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge. The bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. And Christmas spirit. Scrooge. Jacob Molly. Scary stuff. Hey, should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This is the movie to see, to share, to cherish with someone you love. Thank you for making me a part of this. Walt Disney Pictures presents, from Jim Henson Productions, The Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so there was the preview. So I realized when I asked you to watch this that I had never actually watched it. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I, I, so you watched it. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to, like, okay. So I am a big fan of the Muppets. I do love me some Muppetry and whatnot. Okay, you guys also, you guys can catch this on Disney Plus. It's streaming right now. So that's where you guys can find the whole entire movie. So go ahead and watch it if you guys please jesse is very, very fond of this movie and i was like what is this okay so i didn't watch the trailer before and for some reason i thought that i had already watched this and like and i had just recently watched two muppet um haunted mansion which was great recently that, oh, they, that, just, that, they, yeah. that they just released for halloween but this is from 1992 it's wonderful the retelling of the classic dickens tale of ebenezer scrooge miser extraordinaire played by Michael Caine, very serious actor. Uh, and he is held accountable for his dastardly ways during the, his nighttime visitations by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. It's the classic telling of the Dickens tale. So uh, I have some different th thoughts about my my Dickens, you know, past and whatnot. And so... Let's, which, do talk, let's talk about your Dickens path on another podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. So like my whole thing, my, my Dickens. <laughs> Got it. I know. <laughs> Um, so then what had happened was, is he put his dick through the hole. No, I'm just joking. Okay. So. <laughs> and it went in. Exactly. Dick well, if it doesn't go in, was it even the point? Um, <laughs> but I actually, I was in, um, this show when I, it was my very first like professional, semi-professional production. It was for Kent State University and they brought in, I was brought in to be one of the children actors for the show. And so I was the little boy at the end who he throws the shilling down to, to go get the, go get the Christmas goose. That oh situation. <laughs> yeah. So I was a little kid back then. It was like, you know, and all these like adults and queer people and everything else. My mom was really into like taking us to like be involved with theater. So like she drove me to my rehearsals and everything else. So that's kind of like, I know this Christmas Carol inside and out backwards and front. And the Muppets really do give us a whole new take on it. They have some fun with it here and there. But <laughs> there was a moment I was like, what is this? Because it really is three movies in one. It is a very serious Michael Caine British drama. Mm -hmm. Then it's a Muppet movie. And then it also has musical. <laughs> Which yeah. 
I think is what really attracted you, is it not? <laughs> oh, absolutely. The music, I like, I love the music. I love the Muppets anyway. And I love like, I love when the Muppets do like a, like a, like a good story, you know, like they have a deal. There's like a, there's a through line, like the Muppets um, take Manhattan is also like one of my favorites too. It's got kind of fabulous. So good. Drone Rivers is in it. If you haven't seen it, go watch it, get a tattoo of it. Um, but it's pretty just... much all Muppet movies are good. This might be like the only one that I was just really like, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't have any other Dickens. <laughs> when I had seen it first, I had no other Dickens to relate to at the time. I don't think it has to do with that. I don't know what it was, but it was just like, this was off the rails. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. Like, it was just kind of funny because I was like, where are we going with this? I love that Rizzo plays himself, mm-hmm. which you have to love. And the, even in that preview, when they show like I love I'm being part I'm I'm part of this when he's being used to wipe the window, mm-hmm. and I was like, is Rizzo into S and M? Yes, he's a little rat. He's a little rat pig. He loves it. He really is. Um, thank you for making me a part of this. It was very much like, oh, somebody is somebody's sub. Um, but okay, so we have all these different things that I that I did love. Kermit and Piggy play our Bob and Sally Cratchit. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. And the thing is, is in this movie, I would say that Piggy really showed her range. It was really like Jim Carrey and Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. She was giving me those kind of vibes because at first it was like, oh, Piggy's just going to be Piggy. And then when she was crying for Tiny Tim, when the ghost of Christmas Future was showing that stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, Piggy's really showing her range. Piggy really is like picking it up here. She really did. And then when she when she has that one line, I know it's towards the end where she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise you off the pavement. I was like, you know, you scream as an audience member, like, yes, Piggy. Um, but she, yeah, they're fantastic. I think like I think they because they do such a different, like it's a different take. Like you like them, the ghosts aren't Muppets. They're like these other, well, one's kind of a Muppet, but they're not usual Muppets. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, great. Ghost of Christmas past. What was that creepy China doll that flew through the air? <laughs> what a decision. I mean, I guess they wanted to make it more serious, like you were saying. And so they went with this direction of like not because if they had done like a Muppet, it wouldn't have been as serious. And then, you know, since you just watched this, you probably don't know about this. There's a deleted scene that's not in the movie anymore. Okay, tell me about that. Because I'm, I did have some trivia that I was going to pull up, and I didn't even really read to read through them. But what was, tell me, tell us about this. This is the greatest thing. So, Bald and Bingeable, <laughs> tell us this, tell us the trivia. What's up? So, no, the, so the, there's a scene called The Love is Gone, and it's like the, um, Ebenezer Scrooge's love interest that he ends up leaving. She has a whole song that goes, the love is gone. And it's the tune is like in the movie, but you don't get to hear the song anymore. And I don't know why they removed it. I think there's an answer somewhere, you know, on the internet, but they removed the whole scene and song. What was it? Is it, was it too provocative or was it scary? I think or? it was too sad. Oh, well, She's there you go. And... Cause they did take out the, some of like the scary things, like the ghost of Christmas future doesn't put him in a grave or anything. He just like, holds on to his bedclothes and then he falls, you know, that sort of thing. The Ghost of Christmas Future also is very Dementor. Like, I think J.K. Rowling saw this and she based her characters off of it. And so it doesn't yeah. need to sue her because they need to do whatever they want to to her. They need yeah, <laughs> sue her, take back Harry Potter, make Harry Potter Disney, put it on Disney Plus, like, mm-hmm. t- somehow save Harry Potter. Although, not that, maybe no different podcast, but did you see that um, trailer for the new Harry Potter reunion? She's not evolved. 
she's not she didn't go yeah she's not involved but it's fan, like the trailer looks fantastic like they're actually going back to hogwarts it's not like like a friend's reunion where they're gonna, gonna like mm-hmm. gather around and talk about it they're like actually playing the characters again oh they're playing characters again. yeah they're gonna be like there this is what i got from the trailer okay tell me because i haven't even really watched it so they you know it, it's just a quick you know them in character again like like they're all getting called they're all getting invitations back to hogwarts for some reunion and they're all going back so oh, cute. that's all you see in the trailer but january 1st baby it's oh, coming see. look what they're doing too is that they're like okay we're gonna squeeze you guys with harry potter because harry potter is like christmas movie fair you know what i mean like because they have christmas each each year you know what i mean um and i do watch it around this time of the year too so Oh, absolutely. We just have to donate to like trans funds if you're gonna like watch a watch a Harry Potter movie. You just have to like do something to offset that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like your carbon footprint, but it's like more like your your yeah. It really is that, and so and I just feel so bad too because I don't feel bad. I mean, they're fucking rich as hell. Like, but like Daniel Radcliffe and all, like you know, he's like, look, we don't believe that way. We aren't this way. You should still appreciate the art for what it was and for what it gave you, and blah blah blah. I just feel bad for all those people who got like all those like magical tattoos, and now they're like, what the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> covered up. What, what can I make this triangle? And can I make this a? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still they're just making it a triangle, but they're just filling it in. It's just like, what's that? I'm a witch. What kind? Just a witch. That's it. <laughs> just convert to Judaism, add one more star, and then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Triangle. So in this as well, so I do love, um, so we have our three ghosts that you, as you pointed out, that they aren't really Muppets in the classical sense. The only one is Ghost of Christmas Present, and he's like a ginger muscle bear puppet or something yeah, and then he, he turns into a daddy bear muscle <laughs> like yeah, puppet as, as mike goes older like he has to turn in because his hair's getting white and i was like well, i'll take you home daddy it's okay. <laughs> i was really like mm, yeah look at that and then i was like what is wrong with me and it's because michael kane is the only person you get to really look at during this movie so then you're <laughs> like is that a hot muppet and you're like wait <laughs> wait <laughs> listen there, he's a human muppet it's not like he's like a, 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 a talking cabbage because if you're like look at that talking cabbage daddy yes mm-hmm. but like he's a he's a humanoid looking muppet mm-hmm. so I, him, it's fine yeah he's a muppet so it's fine it's not it's not a, it's not a puppet if it was a puppet it would be weird but it's a muppet weird. so it's like yeah. he's got disney money so it's like it's different <laughs> so um i'm just like looking like over here at my little notes here and too and it was just um i love kermit and miss piggy they're little muppets they're babies the little mini miss piggies are the cutest things <laughs> they're so cute isn't one green i forget the well the, no the boys are are kermits and the girls are piggies you know what i mean oh, like that's fair. I, I, fr- I wanted like green pigs green pigs. <laughs> i don't know why but like green just- pigs and pink uh what's it called pink frogs yeah i mean i just don't understand it i don't think we should ask the questions about how they turned out that way it's just kind of like let them live their lives (laughs) it's a whole thing that has happened um i do love like this movie you know they it's it's christmas there's a lot of music in it you know they don't in the whole um i can't sing you any songs you probably can what is your favorite song? Um, 
let's let's see it. I can sing like I can sing every song. Um, but the the you know one more one more sleep till Christmas comes in my head all the time. Is that Kermit's like I'm, it's just one more sleep till Christmas. <laughs> um, there's music everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I love this. It's that's one of my favorites. I just um, it's it's the the rats are closing up for closing up for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Is that the same song? Um, what other? Now I'm forgetting all these songs that you're asking. I know. See, that's what happens. I just put you on the spot. Um, I'm just like looking through, like like when I was watching the movie and everything, and it was just uh, very much old school Muppets. And Michael Caine just takes himself so seriously. And it was like, how did this man not break or just kind of like give a little bit of something? You know what I mean? Like he plays it as a serious movie the whole entire time and just lets the Muppets do what they want around him. I I think it adds to like the legitimacy of the story, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's my like, because he's the, I think they looked for someone as serious as him, because if you got like a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have the depth, like to see the change in the depth. I think um, be so. Waka waka waka, right? Quote unquote. unquote. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's um, he's. I think he's so great. Um, and then his nephew, it, like his nephew is being human, so that's good. So I'm glad his nephew wasn't a Muppet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's just a classic little tale that takes you on a journey. And I like how Gonzo's, you know, Gonzo and Rizzo, like, um, are the narrators of the whole thing. So they're like, they're like the Dickens, t- like, reading the tale to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, like, Gonzo, it's cute. Like, everything about it. So I won't hate on it completely, because it is. It is a cute thing, because it's a Muppet movie, so you can't be like, it's a bad movie, because it's a Muppet movie. You know what I mean? But it's just, like, I feel like I just wanted, like, one extra person, but the one you think about it, like there is nobody else it's all about scrooge and it's just about like all of his back you know his past present future situation yeah. you know what i mean he and there's lives a, with those vibes there's a there's a scene because there's classic scene where they there's a party and he like goes up to the to the old fozzy wings he's like do you know how that much this party is costing like in the middle of the party and i don't know why that makes me so mad i'm like read the room scrooge like you're <laughs> at the party going like we've already paid for these things if you're an accountant, you're not doing a very good job because the money's already been spent. Like, it's already here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too late. That, that was Fozzie's big scene. Like, and he was really good in it. Yeah. And so I do have to say I love Fozzie and a really good meaty role like that. Okay. <laughs> Going into the trivia of it all. So I just kind of like pulled up some trivia that we have that came from uh, IMDb. And so I don't know if you know this, but it's like one of my favorite things to do is like when you're on IMDb, you don't have to just look for like the people who are in the movies, but you can actually look at a bunch of like random trivia and facts and things like that. And so before production began, Sir Michael Caine told producer and director Brian Henson, I'm ne- I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it's an utter dramatic role, and there are no puppets around me. Henson replied, "Yes, bang on." So, bang <laughs> on. It says Henson said, "Yes, bang on." So, I think did that mean Henson wanted to bang him? Yeah. Well, it's a Dickens tale, so bang on. It's great. <laughs> it's a Dickens tale. So, bang on, Dickens. Sir Michael Caine considered the role of Scrooge to be one of his most memorable to him. 
Okay. Uh, the song, When Love Is Gone, sung by Bell, was dropped from the theatrical release or the objections of producer and director Brian Henson at the request of Disney chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg, who considered it too sad for young children. The last-minute decision resulted in a jarring edit in the scene from which it was removed and caused some confusion about Scrooge, Gonzo, and Rizzo's reactions. The scene was restored in VHS, Laserdisc, and first DVD full-screen releases, but it isn't used in televised airings, Blu-ray releases, or the Netflix or Disney Plus versions. However, it is available as an extras option on Disney Plus. In mid-December 2020, Brian Henson announced that the original negatives for the removed scene had been found and would be restored back into the film, hopefully in time for the 30th anniversary in 2022. Look at you, Jesse, knowing some pop culture. I love that. So you guys were just have like I'm just kind of gonna skim these real quickly. I don't know if there's anything like I feel like that was like major, major here. Um so in an interview, Kermit the Frog stated that the most important piece of advice ever given to him was by Sir Michael Caine on the set of this movie. His advice was never blank. What kind of acting advice is that, Michael? I mean, maybe good because it's Michael Caine, he's a good actor. Never blink. Well, it's Kermit right. the Frog. Can Kermit blink? I don't think he has eyelids. He can't blink anyway. Yeah. So maybe that was, maybe it was just like giving advice to what he could do. You know, I think one of the reasons I love this movie, like I love the Muppets and I, as a child, like really connected to them in a lot of ways, maybe because they're like, like a ragtag bunch of kids who want to put on a show. And like, that was always my kind of vibe. But like, I just, this is like the movie that I put on when like, the Christmas is starting. I'm like, okay, Christmas is starting. It's time to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, that, get, that's Home Alone for me. Is it? I get that. Yeah. Maybe that you have, like, you, have, you have like a movie that you turn on and it's like, this is Christmas season and you only watch it at Christmas season and this is what commemorates it. I get it. Yeah. When, when was the first time you saw it? I don't remember. You know, I was little, so I don't remember. Um, so you saw it like original, like, so you didn't watch it as an adult. And I may have seen it here. Nice. Well, it says here, too, the movie did modestly well at the box office, but suffered due to the competition from Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was would have been a juggernaut that year. Jacob and Robert Marley tell Scrooge to leave comedy to the Bears. Startly and Waldorf, who play the Marley brothers, are also known for constantly heckling Fozzie Bear for his par- poor comedy throughout the Muppet productions. Okay, I did love the fact that they made, it, made Jacob Marley too two characters jacob and robert marley which kind of gave me those old like theater vibes when somebody would be like we have all these kids and we have to, we have nine roles and ten kids split <laughs> one of the roles <laughs> we're gonna have three annies this year Great. exactly like somebody's gonna play annie in first then the first one and then somebody's gonna be annie next so okay those were kind of like all of our like little crazy production things all there so okay i will say out of like five christmas trees i would give this like a 4.5 so it's not a full like flop for me so that's really really high actually so the thing is is because it's a muppet thing you have to give muppets like their credit and their due absolutely you know i'm gonna give it a full five christmas trees as it's my favorite of course uh i i would love to see what like i they the muppets have done so many other christmas like there's like letters to santa Mm -hmm. other there's they've done like two like jug band christmas and out of all of those, like this is the one I watch every year, and I don't, I don't necessarily watch the rest of those, but um, because this is like a real narrative story, and I just really, 
and then it feels i mean it's classical christmas you know what i mean so if you are a fan of like christmas carol because there's like there really hasn't been like a great christmas carol that's come out because even the one that disney plus has that is like that other that very polar express anime animation i didn't know what jim jim carrey yes it's too scary (laughs) it really is though isn't it creepy looking it's like the ugliest cartoon ever like watch it they were like, you remember how creepy the conductor was in Polar Express? We're going to do the same thing for a full two hours in this movie. And make so. it, yeah, and and make it everyone British, which if, you know, British can be classy and fun, but it also can be scary. <laughs> and that's scary. Yeah. If you're going to redo Dickens um, with a modern day, like, now twist, like, then you have the Muppets. I think the Muppets is still holds up today, like, if they redid this. But, like, if you had to redo them with, like, a, something else from today, like, something else in pop culture, whether it was, like, the Spice Girls did Dickens or, like, you know, some popular cartoon, who would you want to see do the Dickens tale again? Oh, my God, that's a good question. So who would I want to see in pop culture right now redo Dickens tale? Um... Okay, I have to think about all the characters. Like, who would I want to play, like, Ebenezer Scrooge? And so, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to give it a drag queen spin because, you know, that's what they're oh. doing right now with everything. Oh, I would love I would love a drag. You know, that is a really good idea, though. Even though it seems like an odd, maybe, like, like what? very in, in kind of what's happening. Because they sort of did a little bit with the RuPaul's drag, RuPaul and her, her new one. Yeah. But, um but just have a full Dickens and, you know, get some real, like real acting drag queens in there. Get like your ginger minge and your, uh, but wouldn't you want to have like Rue play Ebenezer Scrooge you oh know my God, I mean? 100%. Like, on her fracking fields, going to sleep, you know what oh. I mean? Like something like that. Like, I think it would be amazing. <laughs> like just counting her money. Like, you know, Bob Cratchit is really Michelle and, you know, she has to go home and like to her little tiny house with her husband and her kids. Like it does, it could work. Okay, so there, I, there, I think that I, that would actually work for this. Would be actually a, a would be a drag version. We wrote was, it. Hmm. We wrote it. Done. I know. Like, okay, so if anybody's listening right now, do not take our ideas because we will know, and it's already it's gonna be published. It's out there. So we are owed royalties. So mm-hmm. go ahead. No, actually, I don't even want to do it myself. You guys do it. Pay us. Yeah, just give us a <laughs> check. Thank you so much give us some credit credit as producer i'll dress up like a muppet i'll show up i'll do something in the background what was the vanessa williams scrooge one when she was like the diva's christmas carol oh that was great i yeah i okay believe it or not i was like a vh1 divas child (laughs) oh who wasn't a vh1 divas child if you were gay and you were like you know brand new like Elder millennial, what is it? Geriatric millennial? Is that what they call it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you grew up with the divas. You know what I mean? And they always came out around this time as well because I remember Christina Aguilera when she did her divas performance. It was right. It was hot off of like Xtina's Christmas album came out, which is one of the best Christmas albums personally. Okay. But yes, I did scream seeing that on my way home on Saturday, driving back from LA. Okay, but that's just me. But um, yeah, the divas on VH1 were really, it was a thing. So like when they did Divas Christmas Carol, because I think like VH1 had like, you know, the, they owned the word divas for like that <laughs> that little while it felt like. Yeah, absolutely. They had, they trademarked it. No one else could use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, I think she was like screwed. And of course they made her, oh, you know who else? Did? She, I think she was like fashion, a fashion mogul. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also did a, a Susan Lucci did one on. on Wasn't like, she a singer? 
Who, Vanessa Williams? Yeah, she was Ebony Scrooge. I'm confusing the two things. So Susan Lucci was on VH1, on Lifetime, and did, and she was like a fashion mogul. And she was Scrooge. And you're right, Vanessa, I think Vanessa Williams was a singer. Um, I'm going to look up Susan Lucci Scrooge, and let's see what that one was called. (laughs) Because now I want to see that. I've never seen it. It's called Ebby. It's called Ebby? Wait, wait. Yeah, it's called Ebby from 1995. Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, gets an inventive modern update with a female twist. An enchanting seasonal fantasy in which a ruthless businesswoman is taught the true spirit of Christmas. And it's Susan Lucci, and it's called Ebby. Or Miracle at Christmas, Ebby's Story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I've never heard of this. And where can we watch it? Like... What a treat. <laughs> oh my goodness. Somebody please. Okay, so if somebody has this on VHS, can you please just send it to me? <laughs> yeah, send us a check for the, the, the drag queens. Send us each copies of the VHS. Ebby. Ebby. E-B-B-I-E. Ebby. <laughs> okay, this story has really been told a million different ways. I'm trying to think, like, if there's anybody else that I would want to see, like, do this right now, like, like a cast of something, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, like, the original cast of, like, Saved by the Bell, and, oh. like, Zach Morris is Scrooge, you know, and Slater is, I don't know what Slater would be, because, what's his name? Um, Screech would have to be, like, Marley, even though he's been no longer with us. Yeah. Um well, yeah, now, he, he, he CGI. I don't know if you saw. Um, and Kelly Kapowski would be Belle. You know what I mean? Uh, like it, it would make some sense. <laughs> you it, can do that. We can make, we can make anything. Work. We, that should be our total. We should new production team. We just do Dickens versions of like every single like group of pop culture, like any like shows. Friends, Dickens. Everyone gets everyone gets a Dickens. And everybody gets a Dickens. That's how most parties end, and everybody gets a Dickens. So, <laughs> speaking of Dickens, let's get into the gay part of this. Okay, so um, let's move over to Single All the Way. So, this actually was just released now in 2021. Christmas is a big deal for my family. And every year, I'm this problem they all have to solve because I'm always the single one. I think you should come home with me. We can pretend we fell in love after all these years. <laughs> It'll be so easy. My family already asked why we're not just together. All right. <gasps> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Slay Queen Carol? You have to call her Christmas Carol. How did I not know your mom had a holiday-specific drag name? You get a pair, Andy. You get a pair. Who am I? Oprah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, of course you guys do that. Your family really wants you to have a relationship. Yes, I know. That's very clear. So my early Christmas present for you is a blind date. I love it. He loves it. You're going. You're going. Where are you going? <laughs> He's going on a blind date. Like from Grinder. Oh my god. Oh my god. We talk on pillows and snowy white. I uh, was thinking we could grab a cup of coffee. You probably thought you were going on a date with the hottest, smartest, funniest, coolest, most interesting person who was ever born. Maybe I am. <laughs> My date with James went well. Oh, I'm so happy. That is so great. I always thought that you and Peter should be together. Mama's best friend. Well, my wife is my best friend in the whole world. Get dressed and get cute. Such a pusher. Don that gay apparel. Shut up. People who look at each other like that are not just friends. Make him Peter. 
Peter want to make out? They should make out. Oh, that's good. Nick is a 10, and Peter's a 10 in New Hampshire. These stars came with the trees. I love them. I do, too. The girls are in my bed. Of course they are. You have feelings for him. If Nick and I ever went there and didn't work out, I would lose him. But what if it did work out? The gays just know how to do stuff. For some reason, they're always obsessed with me. Okay, this one totally made me feel good. I did love it. <laughs> you loved it? I do want to say, at the top of the hour, I want to say, I want, I, I appreciate any vehicle for Jennifer Coolidge. And they should do a, a Dickens tale, tale with her, but she just doesn't learn a lesson in the end, but everyone still loves her. Exactly. <laughs> she doesn't change one bit. She would be a good one to play Abby. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys, so Single All the Way is a new 2021 release on Netflix. It's desperate to avoid his family's judgment about his perpetual single status. Peter, played by Michael Uries, convinces his best friend Nick, Philemon Chambers, to join him in the holidays and pretend that they're now in a relationship. But when Peter's mother, Kathy and Jimmy, sets him up for a blind date with her handsome trainer, James, played by Luke McFarlane, the plan goes awry. Okay. How cool is this that we have like a gay rom-com Christmas thing? Like last year they hit us with with Happiest Season over on Hulu with the um, Kristen Stewart vehicle that they had last year. And so and now we have this one. And Netflix really just kind of is gets it because they really are forward thinking because Hallmark just came out with their first gay uh, couple last year. And it, which actually this year there is a second one that they're releasing. And so Hallmark that I, and I don't remember what it's called. It's a Jonathan Bennett one, and I'm not going to look at it. But um, it's going to be cute this year. They've adopted children. So that's what that's going to be on that Hallmark one. But anyways, but back over to single all the way. If you guys have not watched it, be prepared. We do have a lot of spoilers, and it's just what's going to happen. So pause this, go watch it, and come back. But we're going to talk about the future of this movie. We're going to talk about everything that kind of like happens. So I like it. Nick, I think Michael Yuri, who like Ugly Betty has like been his biggest thing still, like his biggest credit, even though he's produced and directed a whole bunch of other things. But I feel like that's where, where we kind of like look at him from. This is like the most nice person that I've cared about that he's ever played. <laughs> like, yeah, agreed. I think he's, I think he, I think he really did because he made the, he like produced this movie, right? He was, mm -hmm. I believe so. I just, I'm just so grateful. I mean, I think overall, I think it was like, you know, it's a, it's a hokey, hallmarky Christmas movie. And I love those and I watch them all the time. And I'm just glad there's, there's more representation and it, they have like accepting family and like, like they're like him being gay is never an issue, which well, I really like. It's great because there's not a coming out. You know what I mean? Like, it's always like somebody's coming out at Christmas. Uh-oh. Don't tell grandma. But this one is just kind of like, he's out. Everybody's out. Everybody's, like, gotten over it. They're at the point where they just want him paired up. Now that's that's the next, like, big endeavor. Like, after you come out, now your mom and dad want you to have a partner. You know, that kind of a thing. So, And that's what, like, with the Kristen Stewart one, when I was, I was really excited about it, and then I was, then when I watched it, I'm like, oh, no, a coming out story. I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch another one of these. Like, I just want to watch, like, that's why I think, um, 
Shit's Creek was so successful. It wasn't a, like there was parts that were coming out, but like mm-hmm. it wasn't. There was like everyone was accepting. Everyone was cool. We're living in a nice world, and that's what I want. I want to watch movie movies about well-adjusted adults who you know can't like happen upon a Christmas prince, or mm-hmm. you know, like or they have to switch with an identical doppelganger that they meet in a, an affair from. Norway. Give me the cheesiness. I mean, because it is it's a cheesy hallmark movie it gets all those treatments it has the disney ending all those kind of things but it did retain it's funny you know what i mean like there's great lines jennifer coolidge and kathy and jimmy are perfect and like everything and so kathy and jimmy plays like the perfect like you know almost she felt like a midwest mom even though they're like in new hampshire but you know what i mean like it had like that 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 kind of a vibe like that's the mom that everybody wanted you know did i ever tell you about the time kathy and jimmy sent me an email she sent me a nice little letter no what is this kathy and jimmy okay latest news what's going on you kathy and jimmy are best friends what's going on we're best friends so i did a blog post years ago because i was doing this show about hocus pocus and i did a, a, a post about kathy and jimmy it was like an open invitation to my show um because i knew she's gonna be in san diego and and she like got tweeted it like it went a little viral it went it went a little bit popular on on twitter and she saw it and then she sent me she found my email on the website sent me a nice email directly and loved my little letter and then she said we're gonna get tea together and so we like emailed back and forth a little bit um and then she we did not get tea <laughs> and then she stopped emailing me back so it was yeah you should but, so, well hocus pocus 2 is coming out you need to work it again you need to send her an email and be like hey kathy remember me remember when you said uh, here's the here's the screenshot here reply to email um, reply to the same email just go back to the same email chain just be like hey it's me again <laughs> I know you're in San Diego for the holidays. Um, she seems like a good person. So the thing is, is you never know. You never know if you never try. She's so sweet. So sweet. Even her like letter to me was like so mm-hmm. warm and wonderful. And I was a stranger, you know, making a blog post for a, like a show, improv show I was in. So it was, it she was... plays Christmas Carol. She's Christmas Carol. Okay, Christmas Carol and her signs. Her her home her home good signs like <laughs> that she makes. I love them so much. What a like I just like if my mom's listening, don't stop listening. I, I just want a mom like that. That's, <laughs> that's that's wonderful. My mom is really crafty too when she has like the time, and so this, my mom's like, here's a wreath, you know what I mean? But like she doesn't make the the whole home good type signs. One of the, um there was something about her that I was just gonna mention too, like. And it just completely left my head for a second here. But um, I just appreciate, like, her whole character. I appreciate the whole vibe. The thing is, is now she's, like, the pushy mom who wants him to get married, you know. And she sets him up with James, who I hate myself for finding James so damn attractive. <laughs> he's an attractive guy. And he's, like, confident. And he's not, like, in, you know, he's he seems... He's not a bad guy. That's the thing, is they didn't give us... He had two like Michael Yuri's Nick had two amazing guys to pick from. You know what right. I mean? It wasn't like, oh, this guy was a villain. He was going to be a bad guy on the side. You know, like there's been other shows that we, um, I talked about Love Game, I think, on one of the episodes recently, or Love Love Hard. That's what it was called. Not, yeah, not I watched die, that. Yeah, not Die Hard, but Love Hard. And the thing is, is and then the guy that she goes out with, you know, that, that, He's just not a great guy. There's just nothing about him that's redeeming. But then this James guy is completely redeeming, completely understanding. And then when he gives him like the whole like, 
I saw you guys together and I completely know he wasn't going to be competitive. He wasn't going to be an asshole and just, you know, let me still try to fuck you tonight. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't any of that. I liked it. <laughs> I, you know, it may, you know, scenes like that, the building up to it, this awkwardness of like their feelings gets me very awkward and I have to like leave the room. I physically have to leave the room. I'm like, you, oh, you know, do, do, do you stand up and like, like pace? Are you one of those people? Pace. I'm one of those. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> a horror movie, like horror movies too. Like I'm like, I need to go do something. I need to clean something. I do that um, for horror movies that I can't like, like, I don't, I don't want to turn it off, but I have to like, okay, I'm going to bake a cake while this is happening. So I don't have to like <laughs> watch it completely intently. You know what I mean? I mean so, I've been hearing, I'm, in, I'm informed that involves, right? I'm just like, I know what's going on. Very um, much. But this, I had to like stop it a couple of times because I was getting so like, oh no. <laughs> oh my um, goodness, girl. Take a Xanax. <laughs> uh, okay. Take a Xanax. Done. <laughs> um, but no, I feel no, I, I did really enjoy it. And the the one thing about their love is like, but him and you know, Phil, I think is the guy, um, his character's name. It like it seemed like they didn't have any like they lived together of their roommates and they've been Peter, roommates for like Peter and years. Nick. That's their names, Peter and Nick. Peter and Nick, thank you. <laughs> so people don't write into us. Peter yeah. Michael Yuri Philemon plays Nick. That's that's I'm thinking Phil. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um so uh, yeah, Put the two of them uh, together, their interactions. They yeah, they're together. just like yeah, they're like friends. From the very beginning, I was like, okay, they're gonna end up together. They're in love. That's what, that's what's gonna happen. I can tell. Like I know my hallmark tropes, and they stuck to that. When, um, when the dog comes home and like he's like, oh hey, you know, hey Emmett, and like, and it was just like, wait, these two weren't together. You have some other, you know, they they kind of like snuck that in that there, oh, there's another guy. It's not the guy who we just introduced you to, and then he goes to like you know goes into the whole pains of like the man he's dating who is straight and has a family oh yeah that was that was that was yeah i forgot about that for a second um that was a hard like i'm glad they cut to the conversation of them like just breaking up and not drama 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 because it wasn't that it wasn't that kind of movie it was a hallmark movie so the thing is just like get him out he was he was a stumbling block let's get him out the life but now the family are waiting for you know the guy to come home um okay here's one of the other things i'm loving about the netflix holiday stuff right now and it's because i am a decor whore and you will see this when you come to my house again (laughs) for for our holiday party but like I love Christmas decorations. And so, and in this is very much like the Hallmark treatment where in every corner, like in every shot, there is something that tells you this is a Christmas movie. So even if it's like a bowl of ornaments that's sitting in front of him on the counter, it's like, it's Christmas. And then when they pull back, there's like, you know, wreaths and and, uh, garlands above him and that kind of thing. And so Hallmark or uh, Netflix has gotten really good at making sure that they bring you into this whole Christmas world, which I completely have to say that I appreciate. So um, the traditional tree versus her white tinsel tree. (laughs) You know what? I was so mad. Like that was, that was when I had to get up and leave the, like another situation I had to get them to leave the room. They removed this woman is like a middle-aged woman and deck like got this tree put it together herself decorate it and these little jerks remove this tree go get another tree in her goddamn home i would have been <laughs> so mad um i would have been so mad my white christmas tree i you know she probably saw it in magazines and was so excited about it and her mm-hmm. little brat kids 
put it in a different tree. I was furious. I was like, I emailed Kathy and Jimmy right then and there. I'm like, I'm so sorry about that tree situation. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking real. about? How do you have my email? Like, <laughs> you shouldn't have sent it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, see, the thing is, I did introduce a white Christmas tree to my mo- my own mother at one point. So we, um, she had like, we have her main tree that's inside of the front living room that we like unwrap presents around and then there's one inside of like the family room entertainment center where all like the big speaker sound system and all that sort of thing is and so that tree became like the white tree with all like the christmas ornaments and then this past year my sister just came and like stole all kinds of stuff like so she really did pull that that kind of a thing where she was like mom i'm taking this i'm taking this and so i was like that's my tree you know you're not gonna put it up i'm taking this to my house you know and so and since you know my uh her nephew or i'm sorry my nephew her her son my my you know it's like we're gonna put this up for that the house for danny oh okay take it you know what i mean it's that kind of a thing so it's like uh we need to take these four two liters of soda to my house for danny really (laughs) i need the surround system for danny exactly it's a shopping center so but i kind of do the same thing because i'm like this candy is for my children that i don't have but <laughs> you have that you have a dog so i know exactly my mom gets might get to meet her this year i might take her home when i go so i do my christmas that we are oh so i didn't even mention this so our traditional our tradition now is with my partner so we're hitting like 13 years isn't that oh, crazy congratulations yeah so like are we hitting 14 years my 13 years i don't know so i think i'm 13 years we're gonna we're hitting 13 years in, in january but um and so, but our tradition is usually because my, because um, of different family things, my mom, you know, she completely embraces my quote unquote lifestyle and whatnot. But my dad isn't so much into, you know, gays <laughs> and all that kind of a thing. And so, um, so my partner doesn't travel home with me for Christmas. So what we do is we both go to his family. And so spend a few days there and then I end up taking off. I go to do Christmas day with my parents and then I go right back down to Florida. So it's kind of like a little fun of both worlds, you know, last year I didn't get to do that because of COVID and all, but you know, this year I'm going to, you know, I have my booster, so I'm going to go do it because I have a little bit. Of I said. Yeah. My did, mom, I lie, did I lie and get boosted in July? Yes, I did. But now I'm going <laughs> to for like another booster. I mean, the thing is, is people aren't taking advantage of it. So I'd rather people just lie and go get it. I mean, like, it's better than them lying and saying they had it and they don't. So nice. I don't know. Don't, well, don't, was, don't judge me. Don't, like, don't send us anything. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was teaching, like, I got my first one in January of the beginning, like, right when they got off the, like, took it off the boat, or like, uh, right off the, right off the, like, packaging. I was like, like can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed one, stuck it in. Um, Dickens. and then so <laughs> I was getting nervous because I was teaching, like, live in person in, in July, and I was like, I need to get another one. I, mm-hmm. I it's, it's waning. And now my my like medical record already says like you're due in January for another one. Nice. <laughs> oh my god! I got mine actually. I I got mine. I was fully vaccinated in April last year, and so as we famously talked about on this podcast. But anyways, but um, then I just got my I got my booster a couple weeks ago because I was gonna be going home again for like you know right before Thanksgiving, and so and it was all this travel i'm going home to my parents and you know i don't want to feel a certain way and i don't want to get sick so i did it but anyways we're not here to talk about being vaccinated but you guys should if you guys can thank you um (laughs) if you want to get vaccinated come to my show on the 23rd at diversionary theater (laughs) and we just give them away um 
We'll, we'll Google it for you once you're there. Let's talk about, okay, so we have Jennifer Coolidge in this as crazy Aunt Sandy is perfect. The gays know what they're doing. The gays know what they're doing. They know how to reel us in, and it's Jennifer Coolidge. Give us Jennifer Coolidge, we'll show up. It, the thing is, too, is I wonder, like, when was this shot in reference to, like, White Lotus? Because White Lotus did this whole turn for her and even promising young woman i don't know if you saw that did you see promising young woman uh no I did okay not. so promising young woman that is a trigger one that one you're gonna have to like bake a cake while you watch it because you were not gonna be able to sit in front of it so but it's a great movie i think it's on uh hbo plus and so one academy award and whatnot she plays the mom in that and you she's unrecognizable like unrecognizable like completely different hair color everything about it and she's like it's a dramatic role and then all of a sudden white lotus came out which was also like another thing that right now we're saying like oh Emmy Emmy buzz and all that, and then this was also something that she shot around that time. So it's almost like you know she became so important, and then this movie kind of like rolls out, and it just shows us who Jennifer Coolidge is, and she's the funny comedy improv lady who knows sketch, and she knows she knows how to be funny. You know what I mean? Like that's the like it's it's insane. The, the when she's with the kids, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> when she tells them, I, I, I'm going to misquote the line, but when she goes, I don't like to punish people, but you won't like to see me when I get really angry. You know, like that, that whole thing. She, Do you want to see me lose it? <laughs> when she reads, she takes their scripts away. And she's like, I'm reading all the roles. And she like, she goes into like, read all the roles. I'm like, this is beautiful. I love this but, moment. That self-important person, because we've, okay, so you grew up in like comedy and theater and that sort of thing. So you know this person who has done one professional gig somewhere, and then they go back to like their smaller town, their smaller bubble, whatever it is. They, there could be in a big, big city, but then they are in the bubble of whatever organization they belong to. And they become the biggest deal because of that one credit and she is that person personified like they give it to her in this and so when when that when she's uh and there was nothing particularly special about mary <laughs> it's so good what like what is this family too that puts on a, a holiday pageant every year you know <laughs> right and like who's and everyone shows up for it that's wild. My parents never came to one thing. Jesus <laughs> H. Christ. <laughs> like, it's, okay. so, it's so good. Um, I love it's it. It's so good. And what, I don't even know. I guess I don't know this. I guess they're telling the story of the the nativity story and Jesus mm -hmm. being born. And that's, I guess I'm just realizing that was the whole thing. Um, you don't know that story? I know. I've heard it. I was, I, I was in a, um, I was in one when I was little and I remember being like, I was like, I was played a bird and for some reason, and, but then I was also like, See, you didn't have to split a role. You got your own role. You were a I bird. Ensemble and bird. And I remember being in the back of like these bleachers and we were also, we we're all singing Christmas songs. And my dad had a vid was videoing it. Um, so he did show up to something. So there you go. Uh, but he was videoing it. And but during the, dur I was in the back cause I was a, I was taller. Um, and the girl next to me fell off the back. She like slipped and fell off the back oh of the rug. God. It wasn't far, 
But if you watch the video, which <laughs> it's me looking to my right, seeing that she's fallen and going right back to looking forward and singing even louder. And I was like, like, didn't miss a beat. Like someone it's just like fell off a riser thing. and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> you little, mon- I look at like now I'm like, ah, you little monster. <laughs> less people in my spotlight. <laughs> One less person at the audition. Thank you. For real. See, do you guys see what happened to her? I, we did, um, cause I grew up like in a church situation as well. And, and, um, my, my mom and dad didn't really grift the church but like <laughs> oh they didn't no oh. no that wasn't like standard like your parents weren't supposed to go and take the collection plate they were supposed to put stuff in it well i don't know about that yeah but um we did a bunch of like christmas things and like i remember we did like pageantry um i don't remember ever doing a nativity though like that's one thing i do remember like they would sing like a song and somebody would dress like mary or whatever mary did you know that your baby boy you know that whole sort of thing um but I I was Arch the Angel. There was that. There was there was a show called Arch the Angel, and we did it as a Christmas pageant one year. And uh, just like you can't imagine how much he loves them. It's all about God's love and blah blah blah. And I got to play Arch, and I remember it was such a big deal because I got the like the lead role. I had a leather jacket for it. I got the goggles. I was an angel, like dressed like an aviator. And then I got a fever. and they had nobody else that could do it so i remember they like rushed me in i did the show and then afterwards i like slapping up you you know what i mean like when it was like over and it was like church christmas dinner and it was like always my favorite you know to go to church christmas dinner and all that sort of thing and it was just like i couldn't do any of it but i did get to play arch the angel you know and it was like this whole i still remember some of that i can zoom and i can hover when i'm floating undercover (laughs) like Arch the angel, what a guy. Oh, he takes himself so lightly he can fly. <laughs> like, it was like, what that was. Weekend? Do you want to be in a holiday show? Let's reenact it. <laughs> oh, my God. Could I really? <laughs> Let me get up there. I'm just like, who are you? I'm Arch the angel. Duh. <laughs> I know you have some, like, a harness and some angel angel wings. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think he was the angel who, like, proclaimed to the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, here, the child went to the uh, three kings. I don't remember the the basis of it. I just remember I had the lead role. But, I mean, like, just one lead role out of many. I should have been directing this. (laughs) Next year. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. I was that person once. I just thought of it. Oh my god! I just triggered myself. I had a realization right here on the podcast. Uh, okay, so Jesse talked about things. Yeah, Jesse talked about his trauma. And I'm going to talk about mine. I once directed a high school play. Yeah, I did. I know. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, it was called. It was a whodunit mystery, and I remember I based all the kids' characters off of random television show things. So I had made, I made one girl act like she was Karen from Will and Grace. (laughs) I was like, your character is based off of Karen. Go watch Will and Grace. And she like came back the next day as a monster. Just like complete, like, honey, 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 what's this? You know what I mean? Like I just taught these kids like great campy cult things. And some of them became like my friend on Facebook when Facebook became a thing like years later. But I was in college. It was my senior year of college. And uh, they... It was a position to go like direct a high school uh, play and you made money for doing it. So it was like, fuck yeah. So I went and directed this high school play. I have completely forgot about that. I have blocked that out of my mind completely. <laughs> like, 
Wow. And I just thought about it and I was like, I was her. Like I was that person who took themselves so super seriously. I think I wore a scarf the whole time too. Of course you did. Remember how like theater people, like you wore like a scarf because your friend in New York wore a scarf or whatever, like as an When actor. I was going on auditions, like in not New York, but like out, outside of New York, uh, I was like, I Off, heard off, off, like, off, off Broadway. Off, 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 off. Like, does keep going. Um, but I heard <laughs> that like to do something to make you memorable. And I was like, I'm going to wear a scarf that will make me stand out to these casting directors. <laughs> Everyone wore scarves. We're all wearing scarves. <laughs> You would have been better if you would have went in without a shirt on. Then you would have stood out. But everybody got a scarf. I mean, there was like there was like scarf culture was really a thing. I think like in early two thousands. Like I remember. Um, this is just we're gonna talk about holiday stuff. We're just all over the place. But I remember when the Gap came out with like all those like really great like luscious like sweaters and scarves and everything like early two thousands. Erica Badu did one with like a green scarf wrapped around her head, mm -hmm. and like I remember I I went and like found that scarf and made sure I got one and like it was just a scarf was a culture for like especially theater kids for a while. <laughs> Not only was I a theater kid, I was a manager at The Gap. I was like, well, a key holder manager at The Gap. And so I had access to all the scarves <laughs> and I'm the warmest so vest. It was too much. <laughs> okay, wait, what years were you a manager at The Gap? Uh, let's see. Okay, so I worked at The Gap. I was a, um, uh, let's see, it was like three years. So I worked I worked at the, in the East Coast and then I transferred to Arkansas. So I was, East Coast was like my favorite mm -hmm. Like it was more Christmassy and was that mid two thousands, early two thousands, two thousand early two thousand two thousand yeah. So let's see, like two thousand two thousand three, two thousand four. Oh my god, you worked there like during the heyday when like Lenny Kravitz and Sarah Jessica Parker were doing the ads and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm crazy for this little lady. <laughs> like oh my god, that was like that was when Gap was culture, like for real. <laughs> I yeah, I loved the Gap. My my email when I was that age was like Gap thirty four at hot like Hotmail. I don't know why. Like I was like no I'm an, way. I, like, I like I loved the Gap so much as like a teenager, and then I worked there because I idolized it, and then I it's it's gone away. The the lure of the Gap. Wait wait. Is gone. Can I ask? Wait, what what year did you graduate high school? Because that'll. I'm not really saying that in public. <laughs> I'm not saying that a public thing. I was 99. So were you okay. before or after me? After. Okay. Was it around then? Yes. Okay. So which yeah. means, okay. So the thing is, he wants to be cast as a high schooler, you guys. I completely get it. So like, that's I, the thing. I, like, I can play 17 too. <laughs> I can play 17 too if you guys stand in the back. <laughs> can you guys like <laughs> stand back there? I'm 17. Like it's I very... <laughs> It's very Ben Platt from, you know, what is this? Uh, what is that horrible movie? That uh, um, the Broken Arm. Uh, yeah, I hate that musical. I is, I love Ben Platt and I'm so really torn. I didn't go see it. I wanted to see it and nobody would see the movie with me. Um, my yeah, boyfriend wouldn't see it and like one of my best friends wouldn't see it. Even though he... People are like, screaming. People are in their cars screaming. At what, like, like, like what we're talking about? Wait, what? Is, what was this movie called? Finding Evan, dear Evan Henson, dear, dear Evan, Evan Henson. Henson. Okay, you guys, we're good. Okay, dear Evan Henson, do not leave the room like how Jesse would letters. in these nervous kind of situations. <laughs> Don't make a cake. We'll make a cake if you want, but yeah, uh, send me a piece, please. Especially yeah, we want right. royalties from anything you're doing during this podcast. If it's a cake, we want it. If it's drag drag queen Dickens, we want it. I love it. And so, yeah, Dear Evan Henson. So the thing is, is yeah, I can totally play a 17-year-old. So if, like, Ben Platt can, I can. Right. Uh, 
and he we're going back to high school everybody i really am so the thing is, is so but speaking of that that's why i was just kind of like wondering like when did you graduate from when did you graduate from high school and that sort of thing because that kind of gives me like an age where you were so but that like just tells me like the gap was a big deal to you because i remember the gap was a big deal to me in middle school remember the gap sweatshirts with the hoodies like the hoodie yeah. with the big that said gap real big across the chest oh so big yeah oh my god it was like you were that was currency that was social currency if you had a gray gap hoodie you know, and then it became like I had like this navy blue one with like this with the green gap letters across and all it said was gap. But I remember it was like I was the coolest kid in the fucking school with that jacket and that sweater. Do you remember, do you remember when they came up the scents? They had like air and mm-hmm. land and what what they had? Like grass. Grass. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. OK, can I give you like. I'm going to totally confess something, you guys. This is like me. I'm going to just confess because Jesse like told us stuff today. Um, I still have a bottle of So Pink <laughs> like from The Gap. And the thing is, is and I will pick up like new bottles of that because it's a great like fragrance just to like throw in the air and walk through. And it's also really good to cover up like the little smoky, smoky smells. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, The Gap, like So Pink, it really does work for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very sweet scent. This podcast episode was sponsored by The Gap. (laughs) It really was, you guys. So, like, if The Gap wants to sponsor us, then they should totally sponsor us. I mean, I'm not completely, you know, with that. Speaking of popular and everything, I love that they finally, a movie gives Britney Spears my only wish, its moment. Finally, like Britney, Santa, can you hear me? I have been so good this year, and all I need is one thing. Tell me my true love is near. Okay, anyways, I can really go off on that song. That's another one that I sang like 18 times on the way home <laughs> from LA the other day. So, and when they started playing it, like as soon as like he said, Santa, can you hear me? I was like, oh no, it's happening. It's happening. They're bringing out the Britney. And then they did because it was so satisfying. And the fact that Netflix paid for a Britney song and a Whitney Houston song. Mm. Like, because Joy to the World by Whitney Houston is the best version of Joy to the World. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, come on. And like, so it was just good. Like, Mariah Carey has a good Joy to the World. But Whitney's is like, there's something special about that Preacher preacher Wife soundtrack. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And then she just brings you to all those emotions. And she's fantastic. So good. Oh, here's another um, confession. We're doing confessions today, you guys. I feel that way, okay? So we're getting, like, close. We're getting, like, this is, like, a whole thing. On the Preacher Wife soundtrack, there's a song called My Heart is Calling. You know what I mean? Um, And I remember this woman at my church. I was so gay. And she was like, oh, you're listening to Whitney Houston? I was like, yeah, but it's, like, a Christian album. It's the Preacher's Wife. You know what I mean? Because you weren't supposed to listen to, like, secular music. And then there was like this guy and I was like, you know, I just, and he was the cutest guy and um, his name was John Monroe. There was like four of them in my school. So I don't feel bad for saying that. So if you guys want to Google John Monroe, there's like a million of them. Yeah, but anyways, so this guy, John Monroe, he was the cutest guy, always had this great hairdo, you know, and all that sort of thing. And he started coming to like church functions and that sort of thing. And I was so attracted to him. So I was like, I'll pray for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I told her I was like like that song there's a song on the album called my heart is calling and it really is I feel like that's me with John like my heart is calling for him you know like I need to bring him to the Lord like yeah I don't want to bring him to the Lord I wanted to bring him to the closet but like, like I didn't know what I wanted. wanted to bring him down to his knees so that's well, 
I was not even sexual then. It was just confusion because, you know, you're like just told to put all of the gayness inside of a box, you know? Like, and so it was just really very much like, and I remember I like told her that and she like looked at me and I think she got a nosebleed because like she was like, oh no, he's gay. Like, I like it was like a rage nosebleed. Like, it's just all of a sudden she got real quiet and just like stood there and like looked at me. And I was like, yeah, I feel that way about him with that song. And I remember just kind of like, and then like years later I thought about it. I was like, Oh my god, I was totally in love with him and I told her I was in love with him by saying about the song situation. And so yeah, so that was another true confession with here with D'Angelo and Jesse here on Bald and Bingeable. You know, I luckily I like as soon as I got like even like mid teen like mid teens, I rebelled against any religion whatsoever. I wouldn't go to do anything. Mm-hmm. I remember the last time I like my dad was trying to bring me to a, yet a new church, and like he literally dragged me by my arms into the church, and I like screamed like I wouldn't go in. Like that was. Were you twenty um, two? How old were you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was like twelve or thirteen. But I was like, I can't do this anymore. I think it was just like so uncomfortable to be there and like in that situation. So did you guys, I'm, I'm sorry, did you guys bounce like into Christian churches? It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Christian and... Like Baptist, well, Pentecostal, Methodist, anything. It was anything, really. So my my dad's goal for a long time was to find, like, he was a single dad for, for the most part because he, he sold custody me. He'd bounce to new cities and it was kind of his way to, like, meet people and also, like, get help with things before he... Um, uh, uh, got stable and successful, but he, he would just like, and before that it was like really cult things. Like before I was born, he was into like a lot of like cults that you'd have to give all your money to them. And like your car note, like you, like it was like these really wackadoo, mm-hmm. um, cultish places. And so luckily he kind of grew out of that <laughs> as he got and older. Now you guys are in the church situation. And sorry, I derailed your story. And so now you're 12 years old and he's dragging you into a church and you don't want to go in. Don't want to go. I've let it go. But I still might because I grew up in Arkansas and for the most part. And so a lot of my friends all went to church, super religious, super religious area. My was one friend, um, I'll say Holly, I don't she's not gonna listen to this. Um Apparently, she, she, we, we left elementary school, uh, elementary schools, went to the next level of uh, high school. That's it. Yeah, uh, we went to high school. <laughs> oh my god, uh, the next level of orc, sea orc, like this is like Scientology. Like <laughs> I got a promotion. Um, she went to high school. I leveled, I leveled <laughs> up, and she went to her school. And then she, I had asked her to go see Chi Wong Fu with me. I asked her to get Chi Wong Fu had come out. No, it wasn't high school, middle school, whatever. Um, uh, Tu Wang Fu, thanks for having Julie Newmar with um, the drag queens came out. I really wanted to see it. She was my movie friend, asked her to see it with me, and she like never called me back. And then she went to school at Arkansas Baptist and did a report on how her friend was a homosexual and she was going to pray for me. And she like, that was the final me. straw. <laughs> well, I didn't know about this for years. She just never called me back. And then one of my friends finally told me one day, he's like, yeah, I just like he transferred from the Arkansas Baptist to that school, and he's like, "Yeah, this girl t- did a report about you, and we all prayed for you." <laughs> oh my God, you're famous! And that look, yeah, I just that was a wild story. Like here, the, all these kids don't even know who I am. They're all praying for me. It That's didn't work incredible. <laughs> like you didn't know about it for years. She just said. She didn't say no. She just ghosted you. She was like the official, like first ghoster, like in the world. Like so, like yeah. So she ghosted you, and then she went and wrote her whole report about how you were gay because you wanted to see this movie, right? <laughs> and I just picture her too with that, like that nosebleed, just like saying, like, "Oh no." 
Like, I think that people don't think about that enough, but I think Rage Nosebleeds are really underrated, and they are, like, one of those things that I completely appreciate in a movie, in a social situation, when somebody gets so upset that their nose starts bleeding. Give me that any day. <laughs> the drama. I love it. <laughs> it really is. It's like a soaking drama. Like, it's just, like, it's a silent moment, but it's very impactful. <laughs> it's so, so good. It just it says so much about what you're feeling. Oh my god, it so does. Okay, so as we we talked about Single All the Way, completely we tell you to watch that. Muppet Christmas Carol, watch that. Put your Christmas tree up. Both of them are really good movies. Single All the Way is a cute one for the fact, I mean, it's cheesy as fuck, you guys. It is a, it's Hallmark, it is Lifetime, you know, he's gonna end up happy. We're all gonna end up happy. And, okay, honestly though, like, spoiler, no spoiler, you guys should have watched it. This is where we're going. At the end, when Nick pays for like the the he pays the rent on the store for six months with his money, and just like okay, well we're we're making this, and I was like, well that's a red flag. Like he just made that's a decision it. for you. <laughs> well, I but I also think on the uh, I also think like on the other part of that, like he how he just he's moving across the country. He was gonna move across the country maybe for a guy that he just met like days before. Okay, another red flag. He asked so. Michael Yuri asked his roommate to go home with him for 14 days, lie about being his boyfriend, and then told him when he's like, I don't want to spend the money. He's like, you have plenty of money. You wrote a book. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Buy the guy, like, at least in one way there or something. Well, um, that, but it also kind of sets that whole thing of, like, that Hallmark thing of, like, people can just travel when they need to go. You know what I mean? Like, he's got expendable funds, you know, all that sort of thing. Because they didn't rent. Their rental car was not basic rental car either. It was, like, an upgraded rental car. They got an SUV at Christmas time in New Hampshire. So. Exactly. And why didn't their parents go get them at the airport? Those parents seem like parents that would go get you at the airport. Some, yeah. But I think if he, like... Mm, just depends because I think that we like my partner is one of those kinds that no we got a car we'll see you guys there you know what I mean like we will we'll get you we'll, we'll get you from home like when I go visit my parents like sometimes I'll be like okay I need to get a car now bye <laughs> like it's just like it's one of those kind of things so you do need your wheel so I do understand that but yeah they are the parents who would have like at least picked you up or sort of been somewhere you know but she did do the sign she was ready for them at home okay yeah. maybe you're, you're right he probably said he wanted them but i did think about that as i was watching it. i was like they didn't come get you no and the thing is but that just shows you too like the one has like a little bit more money but okay no in all honesty though a year later like in next year single all the way part two they're gonna it, probably like i want them to do a part two like like let's just do that because that's what that's what this channel does. The Princess Switch, we have three of them now. You know what I mean? So have Netflix you seen the third one yet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Girl, yes. <laughs> I actually watched it with my mom when I was home, like with things pre-Thanksgiving. We plowed through like five or six movies when I was home. So yes, Princess Switch three, we did watch. Um, and I did like it. It was really cute. Uh I would say that would be a recommended if you haven't watched the first two. But this one, um, I would say that part two, when we come back and like we need to pair up James, you know what I mean? Now, now we're in Christmas in New Hampshire, and now they're friends with James, and then the whole secret comes out that they've already had a threesome with James. That's what's gonna happen. I'm just oh my god! Because <laughs> you think it. about it, they're gonna have like their own rules, they're their own gays and everything else, and so they're gonna be home, and they're both obviously attracted to James too. You know what I mean? Nick and Peter are attracted to him, and James is hot. So that's what's going to happen in part two. I'm just telling you guys. See, like, 
I'm really good at this. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good idea. Again, royalties. Mm -hmm. So so Netflix, you guys heard it here first. If you guys put that in your storyline, we want to see 5%. 3%. You know, I, um, are you negotiating down? Say it five. Like, I'm just, I'm just, well, the thing is, because they're going to be like, no, you can't do that. But I want, like, an a ride. <laughs> I don't know where to wear, but I want to ride somewhere and back. Okay. I want to pick up from the airport and I want to drop off. That's... I, honestly, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you make it happen. Oh, you know who we didn't mention in this either? Jennifer Robertson from Schitt's Creek, who played Jocelyn, and she's so a sister in this. So cute in this. You know, what did she say? Like, I hate your stupid face or your dumb face or something like that. It was so Anyways. cute. Yeah, she's cute. Yes. I like her. I like the meddling nieces that they both the 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 two, the two nieces who look like models. <laughs> like, oh yeah, who totally ship them? And they did, and they really got very involved in rooting. Like, what if this guy? What if he really did love Jane? Like, he was like really falling for James, and they went mm -hmm. in and like hard to ruin it. They were like, "We're gonna ruin this, sabotage everything. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we're taking this relationship into our own hands." Mm -hmm. Okay, like. What is Nick's problem though, that he can't just like sit at home and be like comfortable? Like, he's got money from the book and he's doing Task Rabbit stuff. Like, girl, <laughs> like, stay home or start your own business. Don't give a hand. Don't give Task Rabbit a cut. I mean, clearly Task Rabbit sponsored this, but clearly, clearly, they mentioned Task Rabbit a lot in this. <laughs> So, and we're talking about it now. Task Rabbit. If you guys want to advertise on this podcast as well, we're here. I um, love a Task Rabbit. Thank you. I know. Oh, I, honestly, though, if you've never used a Task Rabbit, have you used Task Rabbit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah to clean my house and like mm -hmm. um, usually just to clean my house. But there's been a couple other things like handyman stuff or like I've never thought about using it for cleaning services. Yeah, I always have them to come and do like hard things that I <laughs> that I can't do. Like, I'm like, are you a plumber? Okay. No, but like, <laughs> and then we also, like, I have them, I've, I've paid to have them, like, come and, like, hang all of our pictures and paintings and all that sort of a thing. I've done that in the past with Tax Rabbit. But one of the good things that you do is that you, like, then pass on the code to your partner, and then he uses it, and then you get another, you get another discount back to you, and you have to do that. Like, so, like we're going back and forth yeah no but now i mean i did find a regular person that comes to like clean my house i don't know what this is but mm -hmm. i i need it i have to have it you're so fancy i'm not so really fancy. i just like i just want someone to do surfaces mm -hmm. <laughs> like i can pick up oh no i get it no i don't i don't clean my house either honey I okay yeah. no i haven't used i haven't had to like no because during the pandemic i did actually clean my house for a little while so, because we didn't have anybody coming in. But then we had our lady come back. Little known fact. So when I had a big birthday party for my partner a few years ago, um, and people, he had a landmark birthday, and, like, we had a bunch of people in house, and, you know, oh, how long, you know, who's known Anthony for the longest? And, like, you know, people raised their hands, blah, blah, blah. And, like, who's known him for over 10 years? You know, but people raised their hand. Who's known him for over 20 years? Cleaning lady raised her hand. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just like, oh, so the cleaning lady, that's that's who the, his longest relationship has been with in San Diego. And so we still use her to this day. So and you will see her at my party, you know, with, okay. with, yeah, she comes with like a little team. And so, yeah, I completely believe in cleaning ladies. But I've never thought about TaskRabbit for that, especially when you have to do like a bigger job. 
Oh my god, look at us doing an ad for TaskRabbit right here on the podcast. <laughs> We're going to be in the sequel of this movie. We'll be TaskRabbiters. I'm going to speak it in. We are going to be in the sequel. If that just means that we're going to like go to whatever town that they shot this in and like, what is it? In Montana or Colorado or probably, no, they're probably like in Alberta, Canada or something like that. Probably Canada, you know? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look real quickly. Is there any trivia on this movie? Trivia, trivia, trivia. There's not really. Filmed in Point Claire, Quebec. We were almost there. Uh, In the same neighborhood as the Home Alone reboot. Okay, cute. Did you watch a new Home Alone? No. It is a new home alone. Yeah, it's actually it's not bad. Rob Delaney is just so freaking sexy to me. Uh and so which one's Rob Delaney? Rob Delaney's been in a bunch of things. He's tall, he's hot, he is um what has Rob Delaney been in? Let's just real quickly look as we're sitting here. Oh yeah, yeah. Rob Delaney. Okay. He's an he's a he's a comedic actor. Um what is he from though? That people he did a, uh, I did stand up. I know him from stand up. Yeah, um, he's in a bunch of like stand up. He was in Bombshell. He was in the Tom and Jerry movie. He was like the lead in that, you know, and that sort of thing. He's been doing a lot of family stuff because I think he's he's got kids. Um, but he was in this, and uh, he's in Home Alone. Anyways, back to the <laughs> back to the single of the way. The new Home Alone is not great, but he's in it, and so is Ellie Kemper. So it's just kind of like watch it. And um, do you know who Cat Cohen is? No. Okay, Cat Cohen is this one you need to look up Cat Cohen. There's a there's a podcast called Seek Treatment with Cat and Pat. And that is totally up your alley. The way that they talk is very much how I talk, you know, just kind of like about nothing and everything and they have like their little things. But Cat Cohen is in it and she's got an amazing role in the new home home alone and she's such a quick but she's a scene stealer in her little little part. But anyways, so other trivia here. When Peter is reviewing photos from the previous shoot, he exclaims that he hates the sender so much it flames on the side of his face. This is a direct quote from the nineteen eighty five movie Clue, where Madeline Kahn character Mrs. White says it. Hmm. So, and then Michael, Yuri, and Kathy and Jimmy both star in the TV series Younger. Oh, there's another thing. Okay, so that's it. That's all they have for trivia-wise in this. Um, every Oh, here's another piece of trivia. The three male leads are actually all gay men. How about yeah. that? Which I, re- I was reading articles before, because, you know, it's exciting to see these things come out. And now there's, like, a lot of these things coming out. Speaking of things coming out, like... And, and the Jinx and De La Holiday show, did you watch that? I'm fabulous. The Jinx so and De La Holiday special is fabulous. It's on Hulu, guys. Watch it. I'm going to see the live show on in LA on the 18th of December. I am jealous. I... Oh, my God. I hate you. Um, no. <laughs> like I'm so over everything. I think it was sold out when I had checked. That the, like, it went, when, no, it wasn't sold out yet, but... I have another big thing on the 18th that I can't go. That's why. That's and so, and then they added another show, but I don't think I'm going to be here for it. So, I feel like so. every single, I'm, I'm nervous now because like holidays is the time, like when now with the COVID's over, like and there's like an event every single day that's happening. And now I'm like getting so nervous that I've said I could go to things after like two glasses of wine. And now I'm like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's thing? why I'm just like, I wait for people to follow up. Cause it's like, did I agree to something? <laughs> did I agree to something? Or was that martini? <laughs> like it really is that. Maybe, um, she, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's martinis. Um, a shared Google Calendar now, so I can just like immediately put things in there, and it's kind of like I send them. I said do the same thing. You guys, we have boyfriends, and we totally tell them what we're doing. We <laughs> it's have like boyfriends crazy. and house cleaners. 
done. <laughs> I am so sorry that I have aspirational living, but it's just something that happens when you get to be of a certain age and a certain caliber of person. It's just me. <laughs> um another thing though too so like i love that what you just said was about singled all the way being like another like gay rom-com situation and what it's great about that is that like we're getting more representation and i think that like if we keep on getting this and netflix has been good about it because they did let it snow last year did you watch that one i'm just throwing all kinds of titles out here for you get kids which one was so, that let it snow let it snow is the one with um kieran shipkin shipka you know the, the little girl from um uh sabrina the teenage witch oh, i love that i love yeah that so there's show. there's another one on netflix so this is another one so if you haven't watched it yet so it's called let it snow and it has another um lgbt uh spin in the middle of it so it's actually it's about a bunch of different kids that all live in this little town joan cusack is in it um and then a bunch of actors like the little the, the redhead from mm -hmm. stranger things is in it that that little girl uh, Karen Shipka, and then a few other guys. I think one of the guys from, he might be from a Disney something or the other, but it's, uh, it takes place in this little town where it's, it's snowed in. They're having like basically snow days and that sort of thing, but the kids all kind of like live like adults. It's cute. Um, and there's a lesbian storyline in the middle of it. So they keep on dropping this in. And so like if Hulu and Netflix keep doing this, and if we have Hallmark, that's now finally giving us a gay storyline, it just normalizes it because these are the kind of shows too, that you can like watch with like your family. If you are one of those people who do go home with a family that has like, a situation where like mine, where like one of your parents isn't so into the gay thing and everything that it kind of makes it a little bit more normal. Yeah. And so that's one of the things. So I think like movies like this, they totally have a place in like, pop culture and the whole Canada of it all. And like, why not? You know, Hallmark came out with like 80 Christmas movies this year. Whatever straight people have, I want it two times more of whatever it is. I want more Hallmark movies. I want more like, yeah, whatever they have, we want it. <laughs> I we're, want what you have, we want, we want it. <laughs> but I'm going to take it. Like Little Nas X isn't the first and he's <laughs> not going to be the last. So we're coming for your awards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, before we wrap everything up, because we have gone a little bit long today, is there anything else? Uh, let's just go holiday-wise. I have two questions for you. So these are my last two questions. I usually ask this question, and that is, what is something that you would recommend everybody to binge right now, if it's a holiday series, holiday movie, or if it's even a regular something that you watch every year or something new? So just give them a, a straight-up recommendation. Good. Okay. So I will tell, I will tell you, it's not necessarily holiday, but it gives you all the holiday feels because it's music and fun. Um, it's Centaur World on Netflix. It's so cute. It's like, it's a cartoon and it's like a, my friend, um, Parvis Gina is a voice in it. And it's kind of like a Rick and Morty kind of thing. So I think it's fun for adults and it's, it's, they just came out of season two. So it's a I music will... I've never heard of this. It's a musical theater like sh like shebang like kind right, of a show. Right. Yeah. And so my friend for my friend Parvi and he was in um he was he what was he he was in Crazy Ex Girl Crazy Ex Girlfriend and he was also in um he was in recently he was in a show on NBC about the pandemic um where they shot it all on Zoom and now he he does the voice on that. So that's super... Borg is in it as well. This it's, is a cute cast. It's so good. And the singing is fantastic. The storyline's so much fun and cute. And just, I think it's like another like Rick and Morty or the one that you can, the cartoon show. So it's definitely a fun, a fun watch. Yeah. 
I love it. Okay, so then everybody watch that. Um, I'm going to just kind of put out there the two things. Okay, I'm going to give you guys like a little bit of a, it's not a holiday show by any means, but the thing is there's a bunch of Christmas trees in it because they are doing a, a different vibe. And that's Dexter, New Blood. So that's on Showtime. So Dexter is back. And so I'm just kind of going to put that out there that I actually started, I picked it up this past uh, week just watching it here and there. And the new season's actually pretty good. And so it's it's delivering and it's kind of getting satisfying. Um, but, you know, it's if you are into the darker fare, it kind of goes there. And since it's all winter time, because he's like out in the middle of, I don't even know what city it's supposed to be, but it's anti-Miami. So Miami's where that used to be, where he used to be based. And so I will say, watch that. And then my other question for you is, who is your character crush of the week? What is a character that you have a big crush on right now? Oh, a character crush of the week. Um, that's a very good question. And I'm going to think about it for just two seconds. Um, all right, I've come to my conclusion. It's, um, I've been watching Hawkeye okay. on Disney Plus. And I never really saw like that character Clint as um crushable but now that he's like this dad and he's kind of like he's kind of like this non-hero or anti-hero in this show i'm like i'm really looking forward to next week's episode so you're into the jeremy renner play clint played by jeremy renner his character like yeah and if if they did a whole Christmas Carol, he could get a Dickens. So that's great. I love it. That's so yeah. good. Thank you so much for bringing it back. Yes, you know he's from comedy because he did a callback. Um, do you know who is in that show who can totally get it? Is as Ivan, the guy who plays Ivan, mm-hmm. um, Alex Panyovovsky or whatever his name is. He was the big um, Russian-looking guy. Uh, yeah, it's I think it's such a good that's such a good show actually, mm-hmm. and I do I, I wasn't expecting a lot because I like I love magic I love one division I love like I want my Agatha and I was like not expecting a lot from the show and I was so wrong I I just really enjoy it. Nice. I need to get get myself completely into it because I've been kind of watching the other stuff, but um, I need to jump into that. And I did actually just walk um, Shang Chi when I was home. Oh, it's Which, so good. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good, you guys. So that's another recommendation. Disney Plus right there. That That's your recommendation to watch. Shang-Chi on Disney Plus is fantastic. It's a perfect, like, Marvel movie. It's fun. It's different. Um, completely loved it. Thank you guys so much for joining us today for this holiday episode of Bald and Bingeable. When this comes out, I hope you guys just all have a really great holiday. Whatever you guys celebrate, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, Merry Krampus, hello Festivus, whatever. Happy holidays, everybody. Exactly. The happiest of holidays. Jesse, where can they find you if they're looking for you? Oh, you can go you go to Instagram and jsufan and it will be in the it'll be in the post, I'm sure. Uh, I'm on Instagram. You can also, I'm at Finest City Improv, usually every Friday night at 8 p.m. Um, and then if you are around Diversionary on the 23rd of December at 8 p.m., it's free seating. Um, it's open seating. So just come and dress in your holiday best. We have a really nice holiday great time. And there's a full bar. And uh, we have a, pian- a dueling piano player that's joining us. And he's fantastic. So it's going to be fun. How fun. You guys, so check out Jesse, December 23rd, Christmas Eve, Eve, the 23rd 
of December. You guys go see him at the Diversionary Theater here in San Diego. You guys can catch him every Friday at Finest City Improv here in San Diego. Details inside of the show notes. Other than that, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. Give us five stars over on Apple Plus. Listen to us wherever you guys go. Please do your anti-Christian service and tell your friend about this podcast, okay? Like, pass it around. If something made you giggle today, tell a friend, write a review, all that. That's enough. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.